As part of my conversations with candidates I'd like you to meet, I want to introduce you to a young man running for Congress in New Jersey's 5th Congressional District. Now, this is a district that is near and dear to my heart because I was the district director to Congressman Scott Garrett for a number of years, and Scott was a great conservative warrior up there in the 5th Congressional District. And while it's a Democrat seat right now, it can easily be flipped back to red to Republican, and this may be one of those districts that makes the decision, the determination, with Republicans having the majority in the House of Representatives. So with that being said, I'd like you to meet Nick DiGregorio. Nick is a Marine. He served our country, fought in the war on terror, and he's now come home to run for Congress in the 5th Congressional District. Nick, I want to welcome you to the show, and thank you so much for making time for me today. Time for me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And Nick, uh, you're a young guy too, right? I mean, you're like, what, in your 30s? Yeah, I, I turned 37 a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it's... Uh yeah, I would be only one of the only few millennials in Congress if we're successful here. I think only 2% of the members of Congress, both in the House and Senate, are millennials. Tell us about your story. I, I know that you're a Marine. I know you served our country, and, and you were inspired to, to sign up after 9-11, right? That's right. Yeah, I was, I was 16 on 9-11. I was sitting in Bergen Catholic High School in homeroom as a junior, um, and I was watching the towers fall down on September 11th. Uh, on television. I remember the F-15s rolling overhead, responding to the attack. I mean, we were only 12 miles away. And I remember trying to call my mother and I feel like everyone was trying to use their cell phone to reach out to their loved ones. You know, fortunately for me, my mother uh, heard of the attacks before going into the city that morning. Uh, But of course there were so many people who didn't make it that day. And that was when I made my first decision as an adult that I was going to join the military when I got old enough. And that's precisely what I did. Ended up serving nine years in the United States Marine Corps I fought in Iraq. I served in Africa, all throughout the Pacific. And then on my fourth and my final deployment, found myself in Afghanistan. We were there just short of a year, engaged with the enemy, something like 40 separate occasions. So basically once a week, fighting with Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So it was um, a great nine years for me. I'm very proud of my service, but I'm also very thankful that I'm home now. That's an incredible story. It really is. I mean, to watch the towers fall 12 miles from ground zero where you were living and then to sign up and, and, and fight for our country. I mean, it's a remarkable story for a Jersey kid to go all the way over there and take the battle of them. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just feel called and you feel you have a sense of duty that you need to accomplish. Um, I felt very much like this was a vocation, like it was something that I had to do. I had to raise my hand and serve my country after 9-11, and that was the best way that I felt that I could do it. And in a lot of ways, in the wake of what happened last August in Afghanistan with this botched evacuation where 13 people were killed, and we have now more Gold Star families, and I think that was very avoidable, it really bothered me, and and sort of now I feel called to run for Congress, right? And I think that might be the opportunity for me to try to restore some leadership in Washington. Um, Clearly, we're going in the wrong direction, and I feel called to do something about it. Nick DiGregorio is with me. I first heard about you, Nick, from our mutual friend, Andy Mulvihill, who I've known for a long time, and I have the deepest respect for Andy, and he's a small businessman. He's a he's a fighter for liberty. He's on the New Jersey State School Board where he's been speaking out against all the woke curriculum nonsense they're trying to shove down our kids' throats. And I know you're a dad in Jersey, like I'm a dad in Jersey, and we've got small kids. And um, how much of, of, of all this is, is, is education really motivating you as well? Oh, it's so much of it. I mean, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for every future generation of Americans. I I feel like in the 246 years of American history, you know, we've had an obligation. Every generation needed to pass on an America that was better than the one that they found. And I think we're probably in one of the first generations where we might fail on that mission. And I I refuse to be a part of that problem. I want to be a part of the solution. 
And I think Andy Mulvihill has, has shed a lot of light. He's a, a dear friend and a mentor, especially with respect to what's going on in our school system. You know, I believe that so many of the choices that the bureaucrats in Washington and Trenton are trying to make for our kids are actually choices we should be making at the kitchen table. I believe deeply in school choice. I believe deeply in charter. Um, you know, I have a three-year-old. She goes to private school now, and it's not because we want to send her to private school. It's because we're concerned about the curriculum issues that are that we're dealing with in the state of New Jersey. I don't think that seven-year-olds should be learning sexual education or gender ideology training. I just don't think that that's the appropriate time. And so here I am paying $14,000 a year in property taxes, living in a modest 1,900-square-foot home in Fairlawn, which is a middle-class town, and now we're paying $6,000 out of pocket to send my child to school. The reason we came back was because of the excellent school systems, and unfortunately now we're not even using them. Um, and I just think about the families that can't afford to make that choice to just send their kids to private school. I think some of the taxes that we pay should fuel that choice, and we should be able to send our kids where we want. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. I mean, it's uh, it's so incredibly important. School choice is, is everything, especially after what we went through with COVID. I mean, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but I had them at the kitchen table for two years. And then yesterday, Biden's education secretary refused to answer if he can guarantee that our kids will be in school in school this fall. I mean, Nick, you get to Congress. This is going to be one of the battles you're dealing with is making sure that our kids are still in school in the actual physical classroom. Yeah. And, you know, I go around the entire 5th Congressional District, which includes Bergen County, Passaic County, and Sussex County. And this is an issue that cuts across race. It cuts across socioeconomic status. This is an issue where if you have a kid, you are concerned about the future of your child. And I think what's going on right now is just simply unacceptable. And I think that the answer to this is giving parents an option. And I don't think geography should be the determining factor of where your child must go to school. I think that's a very uh, unfortunate sort of metric that we use. I think parents should have an opportunity to say, I don't like the school system that I'm being told I have to go to, and I want to have another option. I think that's what we should be fighting for. Yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Nick, I, let's talk about energy for a moment, because I saw you tweeted out that your wife, it cost her 100 bucks to fill up your, your Chevy. My wife just texted me a few minutes ago, gas by us here is close to 5 bucks a gallon. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, you know, we're trying to make things work. We're going to the grocery store. Prices are soaring. I've got friends who uh, have small businesses. They've all had to raise their prices. I actually know a, a person who's got a small business they're, they're putting stickers on the menu because food prices just keep going up and up and up. Uh, and it just seems to me like this might be all by, be by design. This president with this war in energy, which he's been waging since day one, we got in there and killed the Keystone XL pipeline. I mean, what can we do about this? Well, I think we definitely need to make sure that pipelines are a fundamental part of our energy plan going forward. I think we need, we need to return to energy independence. I think we can drill in America and do it responsibly. Um, I believe in an all-of-the-above approach. I don't think we should walk away from the renewables like wind and solar. But I think when you look at the hard numbers, you you know, to power a home, it costs 10 or $11 per kilowatt hour for fossil fuels or for nuclear. And it costs about $100 per kilowatt hour to do that with wind and solar. So we are at the cutting edge. We need to continue researching and developing with our renewables. But we are definitely not at a point where we can just transfer and do only renewables right now. We have to do it all. And I believe in significant investment in nuclear. I believe that we need to make sure that federal leases are restored so that we can continue uh, on a path to energy independence, which unfortunately we're not on now. I don't think that any American should have to pay $5 a gallon for gasoline, least of all middle-class, working-class Americans. This is a regressive tax, and it's killing us. And I think we need to do something about it. And unfortunately, 
you know, the answers are there. The test, the test answers are on the table. And unfortunately, we're just not listening to them. And I think that's why we need to get Republicans elected into Congress. That's why I'm running. I want to make sure that we actually answer the test questions. All right. So let's talk about the general election. Josh Gottheimer, there's four districts in New Jersey that have been targeted. This is one of those districts. Uh, Gottheimer pretends to be a moderate. He's not a moderate. This is not a moderate administration. Nick DiGregorio, if you are the Republican nominee, what's going to be the battle plan to win this seat in November? You know, I think it's all about contracts. I think the reason that we haven't been able to beat Josh Gottheimer is because we haven't been able to paint him as the person that he is. And here's what I'm going to tell the voters. In his 20s, Josh Gottheimer was an intern for the Clintons, and then he was a speechwriter for the Clintons. And then the Clintons put him in the private sector, made him a lobbyist. He made a lot of money for himself and for the Clintons. When I was in my 20s, I was fighting in Iraq. I was fighting in Afghanistan. I was supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States. I'm going to bring that message to the voters of the 5th Congressional District, and I think 10 times out of 10, people are going to realize, oh, that's the kind of person that I want representing me in Washington. And I think that's how we proceed forward. I mean, you look at a guy like Gottheimer, here's a man who considers himself a statesman, but he's meddling in our uh, primary election process right now, trying to make sure that I don't get elected. To the tune of tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars, he's putting it into our primary to see that I lose, and he's not going to be successful. And last year alone, he traded $60 million on the stock market. This is a guy who makes $174,000 a year. The math just doesn't add up. This is not a moderate. This is not a problem solver. This is not someone who's working for us. He's simply working for himself. Yeah, and you know, that's why everybody who's listening, no matter where you are, whether you're in South Jersey or Pennsylvania, the, the chance to win back the majority in the House of Representatives is going to go through these congressional districts in New Jersey where you've got these, these. I mean, like I said you know, earlier, Nick, I was Scott Garrett's district director for years. It was a red district. It can be a red district again. It can easily go back to being in Republican hands. You have so many moderate, suburban, affluent voters who voted Democrat and they realized they got duped they got sold the bill of goods by a bunch of very radical left-wing ideas in washington and i i think they've had it they've had it with inflation the energy policies crime uh the education like we talked about so i easily i really do believe you can flip this district back into republican hands and that may very well be the determining factor that gives the republicans back the majority that we need in washington I agree. I look, I think in my lifetime, this might be the best chance we have to get the right people elected back to Congress, because I think that people who are even big supporters uh, who might not see things politically the way I see them are starting to see that we are going in the wrong direction when our enemies are not scared of us. And we see things like what's going on in Ukraine and in Taiwan. We've got a problem. When we are paying $5 at the pump for gasoline, we've got a problem. When inflation is skyrocketing to a point where it, it actually costs another $500 every month for us to live a normal life like it was before inflation, that's a problem. And that cuts across party lines. People need to eat. People need to get to work. And that's what we want to do. And that's why we're going to go to Congress. Nick, where can people find you, learn more about your campaign, and, and give you their support? No, I appreciate that, Rich. So uh, my website is nickfornj.com. That's N-I-C-K-F-O-R-N-J.com. You can see some of my policies. You can see my bio there. And, of course, if you're interested in donating, there's a donation link there. We, could, we would really appreciate any contribution you can make. And, of course, the most important thing, June 7th, if you're voting, please vote for me. If you live in Bergen County, that's on column two. And uh, I hope to earn your support. Nick DiGregorio, best of luck to you. Thanks for your service to our country. And we'll be talking again soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time.